0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen.
1: Hello and welcome to the show. I'm so glad you chose to join us. What a what a curious time to be alive. I tell you what. Um I think time is accelerating or the sensation of time is accelerating. We're we're living in a very dynamic chapter of of our human story and uh I think we're we're uh we're coming to an apex of sorts, not necessarily um in this month or even this year or perhaps even this decade, but certainly there's a there's a shift in the pacing of how things are happening, and uh, from uh, we've talked so many times on this show about the uh, the human persona, the human dynamic, uh, what it means to be a human being on this planet at this time. But I wanted to take just a moment and talk about um, consciousness as it relates to creation. And so, so I've said that sentence, I'm going to step away from that sentence and that may or may not make sense. But when we talk about um, life force energy, the the essence of life, I mean, you go out in nature and, and everything is alive. Quite literally, everything is alive. And, um, there's a curious thing that happens with our, with our mind, with our ego, and certainly with the Western um, academic um, um, paradigm, if you will, where we, where um, as we, as a culture, come to come to understand uh, some of the subtleties of nature, and and. It can happen um, by trying to understand the subtleties of nature, we can create a context, a mental structure, if you will, a perspective, if you will, that helps our mind understand what's going on in in, uh, uh, nature's way, so to speak. But, 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 and that's a big but, the where we can get snagged is when we when we step into the uh, creator role from a mechanical point of view for example um like uh let's say uh, genetics genetic engineering um we discovered the DNA molecule. We discovered the uh, the um, the double helix, if you will, and and we we recognized that it was kind of a blueprint for whatever organism it it came out of. It it literally defined the color of the hair, the um, what species, male, female. I mean, our... Our DNA, if you will, is the um, blueprint of our physical form, and so um, the academic mindset comes in and says, "Well, genetics. Well, this is really cool. Well, we can we can play around with these strands, and we can change the genetics." And that's part of the learning process. I mean, you got to poke something with a stick a few times and see what happens to understand what's going on. But um and and uh, uh, so I just use genetics. Another example would be artificial intelligence. So we have these computer algorithms that seemingly take on the ability to learn. And I'm and certainly the, um, the power of uh, artificial intelligence can be a very, very powerful uh, modality. Um, if you pay attention to the news in that genre, AI is, do, um, is going back over old star charts and finding stars that the humans couldn't find. Um, AI is, is um, processing data and coming up with uh, tangible re-verifiable results that the that the human persona couldn't find. So AI certainly certainly has this power. But back in the beginning of this conversation, I talked about consciousness and creation. So let's fold this let's fold this back around. I, I like there's a joke that's uh, that that sticks with me where the 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 scientists have decided that. They've learned how to create life. The scientists have learned the magic of how life is formed. And and so uh, they call God into their laboratory and said, God, check this out. We know how to make life. And God smiles and says, cool. Wow, cool. Show me. And so the scientist goes over to... Uh, a big vat of dirt and says, first you get dirt. And and God quickly says, oh, no, 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 no. You can't use my dirt. You go and create dirt and then show me how you make life with what you've created. Because if you use dirt, you're using my creation. And I like that joke because when um, I like to call it um, trying to build God out of Legos and 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 to to wrap this up consciousness consciousness awareness when you go into nature the leaf has consciousness the branch has consciousness the tree trunk has consciousness the mother earth has consciousness in in other words there's intelligence in all the components already there is life force energy, consciousness embedded in the creation of nature. And when we try to um, create these building block Lego mentality kinds of uh, solutions, we're literally disconnecting from life itself. In other words, the, the natural harmony that... Consciousness has with creation. Uh, When you go out in nature, you can see that everything is in harmony with itself, and everything is alive. So the only reason I say this is as we move forward, for you to, for me, for us as humans to understand that we can we can do really quote smart unquote things with technology, with building blocks, but when we, when we create something out of uh, um, inanimate um, material, like AI, and then, and try to give it, quote, life, it's, it's not ever going to be the same as the natural creation, the natural creation of consciousness itself. In other words, Nature was never broken. The The earth didn't get this far along with any problem with its parity. Nature is an example of the perfection of creation. And it's fine to understand the mechanics of it, but to, to reach into it and say, well, I know best, I the Western mind, I the ego mind, well, I can reach in here and and tweak one aspect of of the whole conversation and see an effect, but we um we don't understand that the harmony was already there; it was all already an exquisite creation now that's probably enough of that, <laughs> but it it just rattles my brain sometimes when when the ai folks roll up their sleeves and they get a big smile on their face like human intelligence is going to be old hat at some point and i and i have to snicker i mean they i, uh, I daydream a big block of legos you know they've created this lego uh, um monstrosity and they're they're really proud and happy of it but it's not really alive in and of itself well with that said um, I think we're going to have a delightful show tonight. The topic tonight is a deeper look using essential oils for healing. And our guest tonight is Christina Turco. We're going to bring Christina on right after this introduction. Christina is a licensed massage therapist residing in Boulder, Colorado. She began learning about health, nutrition, nutrition medicine, and music as a young child from her parents and older siblings. With diverse careers in both allopathic and holistic medicine, she was called to move into the healing arts herself. She started a private massage therapy practice coming back to her true roots, incorporating sound healing, crystal healing, energy healing, and aromatherapy in her sessions. Although she has used aromatherapy her whole life, connecting with wisdom of the earth ignited her passion and synthesized her long-time knowledge and interest. She teaches level one aromatherapy certification retreats and hosts the Boulder Area Aromatherapy Meetup Group. Join me in welcoming Christina to the show. Christina, I'm so glad to have you as her guest tonight.
0: Thank you so much, Les. I am so happy and grateful to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: I'm delighted to have you. Now, um, we met, uh this quite a while ago actually, um, maybe a month or, or more ago, and um, um, you had some essential oils. Um, at your booth, and um, I, I was really impressed with the, uh, the, um, the quality of the oils. But before we delve into the oils themselves, can we just take a step back and can you share with us how you came to working with essential oils?
0: Absolutely. Ever since I was a little kid, I loved essential oils. I loved flowers. I love plants. And uh, we would always go to the health food store, and I'd um, choose my favorite essential oil. So I've worked with them my whole life, and it's only been the last few years that I've connected with Wisdom of the Earth, which greatly expanded all potential, blew me out of the water with everything I knew about essential oils, and it feels like um, my passion's just getting started with sharing
1: these essences. Now, when you say Wisdom of the Earth, um, what are you talking about? Wisdom of the Earth is a very small known
0: company, but with a very large amount of resources and information and connections to farmers and distillers around the world. It's a mom-and-pop company based out of Sedona, Arizona. And they have made super special connections with farmers that have grown these crops for years and years, generations, and passed down very uh, special knowledge about those particular plants um, down to the people that are growing them and distilling them today.
1: So when you talk about your experience with essential oils being, um, uh, transformed with the introduction of the wisdom of the earth oils what was different about them
0: it's so interesting because believe it or not they are incredibly powerful and just different and they actually um, made an instant reaction in my body instant results and i love the smell of essential oils i've used them my whole life but i've never felt such a instant um, shift in my body the peppermint oil is incredibly beautiful and invigorating and um, smells just delicious so a headache i feel instant relief with um, the peppermint oil that we have as opposed to other peppermint oils that smell great and I used them and used them, use them, and would go back to my Advil, which is an interesting story that of all people believing in natural medicine my entire life, I didn't use Advil my whole life, but had some life circumstances with some head injuries. And one after another, eventually, the last one was just kind of too much for my head. And I started taking Advil, which was shocking because I never – really took much medicine my whole life over the counter, in particular. Advil is just an example, and believe of all people, I actually got addicted to the Advil because I had headaches, and so I'd take Advil and not thinking about it, and then all of a sudden, I wasn't just buying the little mini emergency advil just in case I was buying Advil from Costco and going through the big bottles, which I didn't know how it gotten there, but that was about the same time when I connected with Wisdom of the Earth serendipitously. And I was in their level one class, um, an amazing class, and something struck me when we were talking about peppermint oils, great for headaches, among many other things. And it's something that inside of me said, you know what, if you're going to actually do this essential oils, you have to do it. So that night, I had a headache, I reached for my bottle of Advil after the class, end of the day of the class, reached for my bottle and looked at it and thought, wait a minute, are you gonna do this or are you actually gonna really do the essential oils? So I, it was a very pivotal, mo- pivotal moment for me. I put away the bottle, pulled out my peppermint oil and it worked. And then that was a weaning process that actually happened over maybe four weeks, because I was taking a ridiculous amount of Advil every day. And then eventually I had forgotten about the bottle and I wasn't taking the peppermint oil because I stopped having headaches. And a few months later, maybe a headache came back and I realized went for the bottle because it was just habit realized, wait a minute, you haven't had a headache for three, four months. And so I used the peppermint oil. It worked instantly. And then over the next six months, every now and then I would get one, and the less I used Advil, the less headaches I had, and the peppermint worked even better. So that's an amazing thing is that I'm finding I've used these Wisdom of the Earth Essences for maybe four years now, five years. The more I use them, the more powerful they become, which is fascinating to me.
1: Well, so I that like the... Actually my- I like how the um, the wisdom of the earth oils are um, very pure. They have a very clean, pure vibration to them, from my perspective. And when you talk about uh, what you just shared, how the peppermint uh, alleviated headaches when when um, Advil uh, created more of an addiction. Uh, you didn't use that word. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but um, where you uh, the use of Advil had had grown over time, it it's interesting to hear how peppermint uh, essential oils was able to turn that around. You know the I I liked what the Native American Indian said that wherever there's a poison found in nature, there's a antidote found nearby. Where it, it's it's almost like no matter how we get no matter how we get out of harmony or fall into dis ease with ourselves, uh, nature's got a, a, a an answer to that in a natural form. So it it sounds like the peppermint was. Um, A very powerful way for you to um, disconnect from that, from the volume of of Advil, and and then and then you turn around and mention that the headaches quit showing up um, anywhere near as frequent as they used to. Um, That's a pretty powerful story.
0: That blew me away that they were gone, and then every now and then, just because a habit becomes a habit until you um, reverse that. When I would maybe once a year, every two years have a headache, I did try it to go back, and it actually instantly made it worse to go back to the Advil. So feeling the difference once you separate from the pharmaceutical, how much they could affect your body in ways that you're not even aware of when, when you're in it. And then you mentioned that the plants there's always an antidote to a poison. The trees have been here for hundreds of thousands of years. One um interesting thing pine trees have been here for seven hundred thousand years on earth. Plants were put here on earth for medicines for us, as well as shelter nourishment um, so many things that was a then that was our. Um, our way of understanding who we are is understanding that those are our elders. The trees are our elders. And reconnecting with everything that they have to offer is such a potent opportunity for humans to find who they are and their own authenticity as humans.
1: Right. Well, you know, the the monologue I started with, um, uh, Western Medicine... Um, and I don't want to. I don't want to stereotype anything here. I mean, if I promise you, if I g- have a terrible accident and I have bones sticking through my skin, I'm going to the Western medicine uh, <laughs> dealer nearby to Absolutely. get my, my bones fixed. Absolutely. Me too. But, but, Me too. But what they'll what they'll tend to do is um, if they find a uh, an herb or a root or something like that that has a healing property they'll, they'll um, take it into the laboratory and whittle it down to a particular um, um, chemical within the natural product, and then they'll, they'll synthesize that chemical and put it in a, 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 a tablet form or whatever. And I like to think of it as taking a, a single word out of a sentence, and the sentence is what gives the word meaning. In other words, in nature, that that chemical existed within the natural plant experience. But the Western medicine medicine will take just the one word out, of, just the one chemical out of the entire plant, and then create a product out of it. And what 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 I find hard for anybody to have a straight face about is the flipping side effects, you know. Oh, you have an itchy nose? Take the take 12. You know. Oh, and by the way, the side effects can be, you know, oily discharge, um, loss of sight, uh, perhaps death, and the inability to speak. But your nose won't itch anymore at all. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, time out. Right. and And it, it, it's that. That's what I was talking about. The farther we get away from nature. The farther're we're, we're literally leaving the, the harmony of life itself, so what I really like about the essential oils is is they come from nature and
0: since you mentioned the processing that happens, what's one way that essential oils are so potent is that they contain tens of thousands of chemotypes, so a chemotype is the one word in the sentence sentence that you were talking about. So not just plant essences don't just have one chemotype to address one problem. Every essence has thousands of chemotypes. So it's a very broad spectrum approach to any type of condition, whereas pharmaceuticals whittle it down to one chemotype or one word or one result that they're looking for to treat one issue, but leaving out all of the other things that might happen when you isolate the broad-spectrum approach.
1: Yeah, um, and, uh, and us as humans, the, we're, we're such multidimensional beings that, I mean, uh, um, yes, we have a physical body, but everything in our body is connected from the cellular level, uh, from the the level of the organs, and then there's the... Uh, ethereal aspect of ourselves, our emotions and our mental um, elements, and and so what I like uh, that you've mentioned is that the natural product has a whole conversation, if you will, and it it it, it it's almost like it's uh, treating us or healing us in a multi-dimensional way on on multiple levels instead of. Um, where Western medicine might just look at the physical level and try to get the atoms to behave a particular way without looking at the whole vessel, if you will.
0: And on top of that, there are no side effects with essential oils. That's amazing. You don't have to take another essential oil to treat the side effects of the first essential oil.
1: (laughs) Well, I like that. Well, now... So, peppermint um, has worked for headaches. Can I just like, um, do I have to take it internally or can I just like spray it on my boss to see if it gets rid of headaches?
0: Oh, you want to spray it on your boss or your body?
1: My boss, assuming he's the source, your of, the I'm he's sorry. The source of your headaches. Your boss, he's the source of your That was a little bit well. of humor. I uh, <laughs> tried to deviate from the norm a minute, but.
0: Great. So. Uh, peppermint you can put it directly on your skin so our peppermint oil is really really strong so i prefer to put it on the back of my head um, behind my ears and the back of my scalp because you can instantly feel it in your whole head Um, and it's a very very refreshing waking up sensation Um, but one piece of information that's interesting is that you can put essential oils directly on the skin apply them neat on the skin and that's very widely um, misspoken about when people talk about essential oils because there's so much talk about needing carrier oils and put carrier oil first or mix the essence with the carrier oil but it's plant medicine and if you're looking at addressing an illness or a condition in my opinion i really want the medicine to go in the most concentrated form to the issue that's being addressed so when you introduce a carrier oil all of a sudden you're diluting the potency of the essence so that's something that we is very unique about the way we approach using essences is that we never use carrier oils. We apply them directly on the skin. And the skin, when you apply it in your skin, you know, skin's the largest organ. So you're actually getting it into your bloodstream as quickly as possible. And in your bloodstream, then it can be transported to the areas that need um, need to be addressed.
1: Um, I, I know it's... it's uh... Sometimes it's common for people to put it on the on their wrist. Um, is there a, a specific place to put them? Like you mentioned, the back of your head with the peppermint. But if if I'm new to essential oils and I'm listening to this program and I think, well, you know, w- w- um, perhaps I have headaches, or or as a listener, I want to try it out. Is there a? Uh, I mean how do you use them? I mean, you talk about put them on your skin. Do you put them in a particular place? Can you take them internally? Um, Walk us through um, how you can use essential oils in the various forms.
0: You can use essential oils in so many different ways. There's inhalation, which would be like people use diffusers. Or you could actually put them in your hand and breathe it in, breathe them in right from your hand. And that's an instant instant sensation of receiving the essence into your, through your olfactory, straight into your brain. And then it goes straight into your lungs. So those particles are being dispersed quickly that way. So when the essences go into your brain, they're going into the limbic part of your brain that's controlling your emotions. So on an emotional level, it's a very uh, powerful way to address emotional issues. So inhalation is a very common way, topically on your skin. You can take them orally. Absolutely, these wisdom of the earth essences are 100% pure, 100% food-grade, therapeutic, medicinal, um, as pure as you can get. So you can definitely take them, some of them, You could put frankincense at the roof of your mouth, put a drop on your finger and put it in the roof of your mouth. Frankincense is commonly known for assisting in meditation. So that goes straight into your brain that way. You can actually use them vaginally or rectally, depending on what issues you might have going on. Um, pH balancing for candida, you could put the essences on a tampon, uh, which I had no idea until learning more and more about... uh, Aromatherapy, all of the ways that you can use the essences and how much they can help in so many different ways. But skin is very common, but I would love to work with people, to talk with people, because all of the essences can be different. You can put them on almost all parts of your body except for areas with mucous membranes. You want to be careful there. And the way that you apply them can be specific to the essences that you're using. Some of the essences are, quote, hot essences, and they're ones like cinnamon, oregano. People generally know them as very um, warm to the touch, so they could be irritating to skin, but there's a way that you can apply them and order a method to apply them. They're always okay in the soles of your feet. But how do you use the essence? I get so many questions, how do you use them? So the education is a huge important part of working with clients. We don't have our essences on storefronts because we really want to talk with people one-on-one and really listen to what the issues are. Because when people have say um, want an essence for se, headache, it's a common thing, We always ask more questions. It's not just a headache. Why is there a headache? Maybe there is a boss that's very stressful. Maybe there's incredible stress or anxiety or worry in someone's life. So we can also have essences to help with all of the emotional reasons that that one symptom might be surfacing. So we really want to talk with people. So we have consultations. Always do consultations and. Would never just want to say here buy this because that's not what the medicine's about. It's addressing the deep-rooted um, emotions and belief systems, patterns, programs that are really surfacing at this time on Earth to be healed.
1: Right, I like that. So now, when you t- when you talk about uh, essential oils as a, as a treatment for discomfort in in any form. We've talked about headaches. Um, What are some of the other uh, symptoms? I mean, for for example, as a listener to this program, perhaps I have a a symptom. Talk about some of the um, more common symptoms that essential oils are are useful for, and perhaps some of them that are not so obvious.
0: The something that's so common nowadays is stress and anxiety. So many clients of mine, on one level or another, um, I feel the anxiety, and it's in part because of the times we're living in, the expectations of having to keep up with the Joneses. And there's an unwinding that's happening in so many beings, this planet itself unwinding of what the story is that we should be doing supposed to be doing the mental thoughts the fears and reconnecting with who we are which is really all of us are all sparks of light sparks of love so in as many clients as i can um, invite to open up to reconnecting with what's truly in all of our hearts I so encourage people to find essences that will soothe and calm the entire nervous system because our nervous systems are on overload. Even if we don't watch TV, we could be walking through a restaurant that has a TV with information, information going 24 seven. And that's at some point too much for the mind and our body, our nervous systems get overwhelmed. So, Lavender, I had no idea all the amazing things that lavender can do. Such a simple essence, and I love to offer the simple ones because they're simple does not mean not as important. They're incredibly powerful. Lavender can help with cough. Lavender can help with bruises. I have a teenage son that plays baseball, and I am blown away. When he gets hit with a ball, big pop on the leg, big bruise, I'll put lavender on, and the next day it's sometimes all gone, sometimes halfway gone, but I'm blown away at how quickly the bruises heal with lavender. Lavender is amazing for burns. It's an excellent first aid oil. I have a really cute story. This is one of my favorite stories. My littlest son, he's 11, and I've loved Teaching the essences to the kids, to my three kids. And one day I was at work, he was at home, and he was calling. I got out of a session, he was calling me, calling me, calling me, didn't leave a message. So I called him right away. There was something that had happened. And he answered the phone, and I said, What's going on, little buddy? And he said, Mom, I got bit by something. I think I got bit by a spider. It was a Big bud bite, and it was on my leg, and it just hurt. It hurt so bad, and it started getting swollen and red, and I didn't know what to do. And I said, What do you do? I didn't know what to do, so I thought maybe I should use the essences. I said, Oh, what did you use? I used lavender. Why did you use lavender? He said, Because you told me if you don't know what to use, use lavender. (laughs) And, Well, what happened when you use lavender? He said, It stopped hurting. How fast did it stop hurting right away and um I asked what else did anything else happen and he said yeah the the um swollen the bread swollen it went away, and I asked, "How long did it take to go away and he's actually in training to be a doctor one day in the future he has his dreams set on being a heart surgeon, so he's pretty tuned into healing and observing so he was watching the clock he said it took 15 minutes and the red was gone and i was blown away not just because the, it worked because he in an emergency where the, there was no adult available right in that moment to answer he knew what to do on his own and he found a solution and it worked so what an amazing, powerful experience for a little guy to be able to know what to do and heal himself in a, a little bit of an emergency situation. So lavender, I'm so grateful for lavender. It's absolutely one of my first aid go-tos no matter what.
1: Well, I like that story. You know, it's uh, it's it seems like uh, essential oils could have a more prominent um place in our society and our culture um but i don't i don't think as many people know about i mean who would i before this conversation i wouldn't have thought of you know oh i've i I've, i have a bite let me get some lavender it it's uh but i i really like the the natural um, essence of the essence oil and and using essential oils instead of the uh pharmaceutical slant when it comes to such simple things like reducing stress or headaches or um, um bug bites so when when people come to you as clients um How does that process work? I mean, um, how how would somebody start working with you as a client?
0: So often people come just as for a massage and I really, it's so important to listen truly to what the client is saying, not just what the client is saying, but what the client is saying behind the words with body language and invite clients to come into my room which is beautifully grounding incredibly sacred space to recenter reconnect with their own heart with their own being so i'll also, i always use essences and massage unless rarely someone will say that they don't want essences but even clients that have been coming to me for years never wanted the essences one day something will happen well i have this thing And I'll ask if I can use an essence and people are still surprised. The essence is actually do something they do. And then clients, when the immediate results happen right there on the table um, with what they're, they've been so surprised about, then all of a sudden they start asking other questions. Well, what else can they help me with? And so often Issues are really, truly coming from emotions that are stuck in the body, emotions that are in there swimming and don't know how to get out. And when you can clear emotions, so the worry, the stress, the fear, the anger, whatever it is, when you can start actually, like, opening a pressure valve and letting those more uncomfortable emotions come out, then all of a sudden what can come in, there's more room for more light, more love, more joy. And the essences help always with releasing those darker, more shadow energies so that more light and play can come in. And um, I love how quickly they can work and how powerful they can be. So one really important thing is that I love for Clients to take essences home with them and use them daily, whichever issues they're working on in their life. We have about 260, which is a lot of essences. So, how do you start? Picking one, two, three, five, ten essences that you love and start working with those. So, using them during mindfulness exercises, mindfulness practice like meditation. Amazing essences to assist you. In quieting the mind and coming into that connection with source energy. Other essences can help you with grounding, really coming into your body because there have been a lot of traumas to most everyone I know, and sometimes it's uncomfortable to be in the body with trauma. So, the tree essences, the spruces, the firs, the pines, I love to help people start to feel comfortable feel safe in their bodies the trees are our our elders like i said earlier and coming into that safe place where the trees are really there to support us to nurture us and invite someone to say okay i'm starting to feel safe with
1: whatever may have happened in the
0: past now what can we invite now what can we open up
1: i like that so well, you you talked you had you talked about having hundreds of, of of variations of these essential oils. What are some of your favorite essences and why?
0: There are so many. So my favorites change. They change all the time because every time I meet a new essence, all of a sudden that new one's my favorite essence, and then I feel bad about all the others. But. Um, I do have some that I use regularly, and a few these days I use every day. One is Laurel Leaf. It's called Laurel Leaf, and it's one of my um, all-time go-tos. I call it my feel-good essence, the immediate um, feel-better essence. It's, physically, it's great for working with the lymphatic system, so lymphatic drainage, people working with breast cancer issues. Um, it's a very soft and just gentle essence to receive that nurturance it's about coming into alignment with yourself so i often use all pretty much all the time use laurel leaf on client spines and first work on alignment so that the vertebrae align the energetic flow and the nerves that are coming out of the spinal column. Are, it's all opening and flowing. And then what Laura Leaf invites is courage. And when you're in alignment with yourself, the confidence and courage to speak the truth of what's in your heart with gentleness. It's such a, a gentle essence. Um, it assists with fear, if you start to go into fear. So even if you're not in fear yourself, I'm sure that so many of your listeners are empathetic and sensitive beings, and um, that's part of what's attracting them to you. And um, energy workers like myself is because as empaths, we actually take on energy, can take on energy of other people, other spaces. So the essences can actually help you clear yourself and come back into your center so that you're no longer starting to um, uh, get caught up in other people's energy. Laurel leaf is a very powerful one to come straight back into your center, which in our hearts and our core, our center is based in love. And there's no fear in love. So it brings us back into that love frequency very quickly for me. So I use Laurel Leaf at least twice a day, every single night and most often in the morning and throughout the day. If anything feels off, it's an instant feel better. And I actually have clients come and buy multiple bottles at a time, which that's really exciting to see how
1: quickly it works and how
0: assisting it is for so many people.
1: Right, so um i I like uh how you've laid out those um the, your favorites and and what you use them for um now you've talked about uh, massage practice, and we've talked about um essential oils um what other modalities do you do?
0: Another favorite that I absolutely love is using
1: sound healing
0: at the moment. I have a set of seven Tibetan bowls, which are so powerful. Some of my bowls are actually 300 years old from monasteries in Tibet, somewhere in the high country. Mystery, mystery how they were brought to me, but super powerful ancient um, frequencies and resonances that they play together. The essences themselves, believe it or not, they're all frequency. They're, well, I should say, they are work at levels of vibration, just like sound healing. They also contain the physical aspects that are really grounded and rooted with the essential oil part of the essence. They also contain the energetic imprint of all the plants. So, when you work with a plant essence, with a single essence, as we, we actually only use single essences, which is another unique aspect about uh, Wisdom of the Earth, is that we use single essences that have their own unique vibration. And each essence will go to the organ in the body that may be out of harmony. So, it, the, like you mentioned last at the beginning, the essences have their own intelligence. So a single essence will go to the organ or the emotion or the even the auric field, wherever the disharmony is or the chaotic energy is, and balance it out, harmonize it. So when I use the Tibetan bowls, they're working in harmony with the essences to reattune the individual organs, which create the whole system of the body. So, those aspects together work beautifully to have people have this sensation of coming back into alignment with with their um physical self as well as their highest self and when you're in alignment, then life in this world is much more joyful and fun.
1: I like that the um uh, you know um I have some lavender that I got from you right now, and I'm smelling it, and it has such a, um, a clean but vibrant um, characteristic. I mean, personality, I guess you could say. And what I really liked about the the oils that you offer is that there is no carrier, there is no other element, and um, when when you get the, the the essence, pardon the pun, the purity of a <laughs> single element um, um, in its native form, in other words, at its fundamental uh, state, then you can you can use that much more intentionally and and uh, use it with other oils and and have a very clean and pure. Um, essence of, of what your intention is whereas if a carrier comes in be it alcohol or something else um, it it can't it, it just can't be the same as something as pure as the essential oils that you offer so um, obviously the 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 massage modalities and the the um, is something that happens where you live, which is in Boulder, Colorado. Um, how do you work with people online? I mean, if if I'm a listener and I want to engage in the in the services you have to offer, um, what modalities do you have for that to happen?
0: We could talk on the phone. Skype is easy. Setting up consultation time through Skype is easy. Um, if that's possible, I love to and connect with the people. So it's great. One great thing about technology is we can connect visually around the world if needed. So on the phone works as well through email. People could email questions. My website has a lot of information. There's so much information to be shared. And again, reiterating how important it is to speak with people to see what's really the issue behind the issue to address the whole broad-spectrum aspect of whatever they might be calling for.
1: And your website is hands, plural, org.
0: That is correct, yes.
1: Well, nice. I like that. So who's your ideal client then?
0: My ideal client is someone who is very open to exploring anything that might show up because sessions are a little bit of a mystery. I never walk in the door with, I think this is what's going on and this is what we'll fix. The working with the client is truly listening to the client and exploring tracing back where an issue may have started, being open to maybe it's actually something entirely different from what our minds have programmed the issue is. So being open to new ideas or looking at um, issues that are showing up from a different perspective would be great. I love to work two-hour sessions, maybe even longer sessions, but ideally I would love to talk about the essences, do body work, because there's so many energy healers, which I absolutely love energy healing. It's phenomenal. But at the same time, there's something so nurturing and just um, yummy. I love that word yummy about being touched. It just feels so good and nurturing, and I hate to skip out that part if possible. But the potency is when you add the, the extra juice when you add the essences and the sound healing on top. And when you can do all of that together in one session with enough time for a client to integrate, that's incredibly key. And also the healing happens when people are at rest, when people are, are Um, quiet with themselves, asleep in a session where they can really drift off. And when people come for shorter sessions, I got a sore shoulder. Can you help this? Help this fix it. Got to go off to work. Then healing where the body can really, really surrender and receive isn't as ideal as it could be. So I love it when people can come, enjoy the session, and take time off for themselves afterwards to really let everything integrate because – the power of a session when you add the essences and the sound healing plus touch and energy and intention, that's a lot of shifts that's possible that can happen in one session, which is amazing, and it takes time to integrate it all. So that integration can take two, three days, maybe more. So clients that are really open to allowing the work to integrate and then asking the question, okay, what else can we do next? And being in the flow of um, what wants to surface and letting that come up, surface, leave to invite more. Um, and it's beautiful to allow time for that.
1: Right. I'm sure, I'm sure sometimes people show up at your practice um with an idea in their head of why they're there but their heart and their soul have a totally different reason <laughs> it's like
0: absolutely yeah, sure.
1: and and um when you talk about how many hundreds of uh, essential oils there are and what I like what I like about all of your modalities is is they're all organic so to speak if you will and uh um to work with such a clean and pure um essence of nature if you will and to have such a uh a broad diverse choice of of uh, essential oils i mean literally hundreds there there's there's going to be essential oils in that mix for ailments that um um might be elusive to other types of uh, medication if you will so Hey, well, you know, an hour can go by pretty fast. Uh, You've shared your modalities, your website. um, um, Do you have any closing thoughts for us?
0: Well, I would love for listeners
1: to to dig a little deeper
0: and come to classes. I teach a level one. The next one I'm teaching is a weekend in July, which is on my website. I hold weekly, monthly meetup groups in the Boulder area. But really, the um, I love the Essences because they invite people to take self-responsibility, to self-care for their own being, rather than leaving their, um, the responsibility to others, to outside sources to heal themselves. It's such an incredibly powerful experience when you have essence and you can use it and feel the results on your body. So using the essences to heal yourself is the most potent way that you can use them, in my opinion. So when people can use them at home, during meditation, whatever mindfulness exercise, use them when you connect with nature. It's such a gift that we have those gorgeous earth with mountains and oceans and rivers and streams and beautiful flowers everywhere and using the essences regularly invite that reminder to remind um, what magnificence truly is on earth coming into our sensations and really being present with this, the smell, the feeling, the sensation Even the visual aspect of the essences, some of the essences are the most stunning, gorgeous colors you could even imagine. Some are bright blue, some are bright green, bright orange. Even when I put um, essences on people's bodies during massage, they actually look like pieces of art sometimes. It's stunning. So, so many ways to reconnect with nature and also take your self-care and your self-responsibility. And there's so much power that you can bring back into yourself when you bring that into your heart.
1: Well, very nice. Well, Christina, I want to thank you for being our guest on the show tonight. It's been a delightful conversation.
0: Thank you so much, Les. Thank you. I truly appreciate it. I'm so grateful and so passionate about sharing. And this was just the infinitesimal, teeniest, tiniest bit of what we could share tonight. There's so much more, so I would love to connect with people if you'd like to learn more.
1: We've been talking with uh, Christina Turco, and the topic tonight has been a deeper look, using essential oils for healing. You know, um, Like I said in the beginning of the episode, um, nature's not broken. Nature wasn't broke to begin with. Uh, we don't need to fix nature. We don't need to modify nature. And, um, if anything, we need to surrender t- to nature, to let go of, <clears throat> of what we think nature should be and let nature show us what it is. Nature, Nature knows what it's doing. There's... Um, there's an inherent intelligence to, to life, to consciousness, and for one consciousness to reach over to another and say, oh, no, 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 you're doing it all wrong. Let me show you. I don't know. Something just doesn't sit right with me. Hey, you know, you showed up for yourself up for this episode, and uh, I want to applaud you for working on yourself, for... Uh, being mindful about yourself and taking action to grow who you are—it's—it's uh, it's always a benefit when you when you nurture yourself, when you grow yourself, because because everything that you benefit from ripples into the rest of your life. I'm your host Les Jensen. It's always a pleasure sharing episodes like this with you tonight. I'm so glad you chose to join us. Until next time. Thanks for listening.
0: This has been a New Human Living radio broadcast to bring your soul's inspiration into effect and live your life wide open. Check out our host Les Jensen's latest book, Citizen King, The New Age of Power, at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening.